So hey guys, I'm really happy to be here. <clears throat> no, really, I am so excited. Uh, when Nick, Zeke, and I sat down to like look at our new series and what it was going to be, um, we all had kind of some things on our heart that we wanted to discuss, and when we really looked at it, the story of Jonah really touches on all of them really well. So um, it was just cool to see that. So we're going to be talking about pride, anger, trust, and unconditional love in this series. And we're going to start with pride. So nice, fun things. Um, if you guys want to turn to Jonah chapter 1, that's where I'm going to be kind of reading from today. Uh, but other than that, I'm going to pray because I feel really like wired and fired up today. And I think that's a good thing. But um, I also just want to take a second to slow myself down so that uh, I speak clearly and God does what he wants to do here. So, um, if you guys will raise your hand with me, close your eyes, let's pray. God, thank you so much for another day and another opportunity to um, serve you and love you and know you. God, life is precious and I'm just grateful for it today, especially. Um, I'm excited that you still wanna use me to speak your words and I pray that that's what people hear tonight. I pray that our hearts are open and ready to receive everything that you have for us pray that we're ready to learn something new um, and experience something new and take it out into our lives and not just let it stay here. You're so big and you're so good and we just want to glorify you and everything tonight. Thank you for meeting us here. Thank you for loving us. Um, so you're my friend. Amen. <clears throat> okay, so Jonah's story starts out with God telling him to go to a place called Nineveh and give them a really short, like, simple message. And the, mes the message that he wants Jonah to share with them is that because of their wicked ways, Nineveh is going to be overthrown. That's all. He just wants to use Jonah to tell them this message what, of what's going to happen. But Jonah immediately says, nope, and flees. He goes to a place called Tarshish, which I really don't like saying. It's really hard for me to say. But anyways, this is the place he's going to go because he sees a boat, these sailors are headed there. It's the opposite direction. He doesn't want to go save these people because he knows that if he goes and tells these people that the way they're living is not right and they will be overthrown for it, he knows that God's going to show mercy and show up, and he hates these people. He doesn't want this to happen. And I think that that right away shows um, Jonah's humanity. Like, he's just a person. Yeah. And, like, we're going to see later that God still uses Jonah. And so it's just another clear picture that he does not use perfect people. Like, Jonah can't stand these people. He doesn't want to. He's willing to say no to God and avoid this plan because he hates these people so much. And hopefully we don't feel that way about anyone, but I'm sure we all, like, don't like certain people. Like, there's people in our lives who are like, we wouldn't mind if they just kind of, like, got tripped and fell over, you know? <laughs> like, we're not perfect, okay? But I think that we're still called, I don't think this, I know, we're still called yeah. to love these people. We're still called to give yeah. the word of God and share mm -hmm. um, and put our pride and ourselves mm -hmm. aside for a second so that we can see people the way God does. He created everyone, he loves everyone, and everyone deserves this undeserved grace, if that makes sense. Amen. Yeah, that's good. So, anyway, so he finds a boat, and he gets on it, and he's ready to go. He's not going to this place, he's not going to do this thing that God asked him to do. And then as he's on the boat, he goes to sleep below the deck, and God sends a giant storm. And the sea is way upset. It's crazy. It's dangerous. They're, all of their lives are at risk. And the captain starts freaking out. He goes and he wakes up Jonah. He's like, hey, like, wake up and call on your God. Maybe he can save us. And at that point, Jonah realizes that 
he is the reason that the storm has been sent, that the storm is happening. He realizes that it's his fault that all of their lives are in danger. So in verse 9, he responds to them freaking out and asking him to call on God. He says, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. The sailors were terrified at this and they asked Jonah, what have you done? So by him saying that his God that he follows, that he believes in, that he serves, is the God of the sea and the dry land, they realize like, oh, like you've messed up. You have done something wrong and this is why we're all in danger. And so they're like, what do we do? Um, so I'm gonna use my Bible. Woo! I'm so excited. There's just something about holding your Bible, you know? It just feels good. <clears throat> uh, we're gonna look at verses 12 through 15 if you want to follow with me. So ask him, what do we do? And it says, pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man, for you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. So Jonah's like, the only solution is to throw me over. And they're like, what? Like, they don't want to do that. They don't want to throw this man overboard just because he's messed up one time, or he's messed up here. So they try. They try to go back to land, but then, as we read, the storm gets worse. It's just it's not what God's will is for the situation. So they're asking for forgiveness, for mercy. They don't want to be held accountable for Jonah's sin. Um, but they are obedient. They send him over, and this, like the sea calms, the storm is done. And we're going to see later that God spares Jonah's life still. Um, but we're shown here that there's still consequence for sin, right? And the sin here in this story is Jonah's pride. So he's acting as though God's grace and his mercy and his forgiveness is only for God's chosen people, his already chosen people, the people that already follow him and that already love him and know him. He's not acting as if it's for everyone, which it is. And that's why he was called to go to Nineveh, right? So he is willing to say no to God because he hates these people. He doesn't want to be the one to save them. And I think that's the biggest issue here is that he doesn't, he knows God's power. He knows God's love. And he's letting himself get in the way of it. Like, he does not want to be the one that God uses to save these people. Like, he already doesn't want them saved, but the thought of him being the one that God uses is just, like, ten times worse. So he's getting in the way of that, and um, it's not allowing God's plan to come to place. He's not allowing God to do his work. So the definition of pride, I looked this up when I was getting ready for this. Um, It just kind of gives a different understanding. Uh, It says, pride is a feeling or deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements. So pride is when it becomes about you. And we're seeing here that it's becoming the Jonah show. It's all about what Jonah thinks and what he believes is right. And he thinks that he knows better. And he thinks that he's above this situation. He's above God's plans. And it's getting him into trouble. And it's also making his life so hard. Like he's doing things the hard way. Like, he could have easily just been like, yes, okay, God, I'll do what you're asking me. Went to Nineveh, shared the message, and then done. So simple. 
but instead he really didn't want to do this so badly he would rather say no to God and then we're going to read later in the series like he was thrown overboard caught by a fish he's inside of this fish's belly for three days miserable I'm not thinking that's a vacation right <clears throat> so he's there and then he gets vomited out like it's not cute guys Jonah's story is not cute at all but he gets vomited out to the place that he should have gone to in the first place. Like he could have just avoided this whole situation and been obedient, but his pride got in the way. And so he, he just made his life so much harder. And that's what pride does. I think that when we look at that, we can kind of see how pride is like the root of all sin, kind of. So pride makes us think that we know better than God. And when we think we know better than God, we're not going to listen to him. We're not going to lean into where he's leading us. We're not going to hear him. And we're going to mess up and we're going to sin. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt us. It's going to get us into trouble. <clears throat> Proverbs sixteen eighteen says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. But then we see in Proverbs twenty nine twenty three, One's pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. So if you're humble... If you're acting out of humility, then you receive honor. Like It says that we're going to receive honor from the Lord when we do what we're asked and when we put our pride aside and our pride lies in Jesus, not ourselves. Because really, like it's not, it's not anything that we are or anything that we've done when we serve Jesus and when we put our pride down, but it's because of everything that Jesus is and everything that God does and has done. We have to take ourselves out of the equation. And it says that we receive honor for that. But that being said, that doesn't mean that we're just going to go and serve Jesus and follow our callings with the intention of just receiving praise and honor. Because like, it may look, especially to outside people who don't know your heart like God does, it may look like you're being obedient and doing the things that he's asking of you, but God knows the true heart of who we are. And so you're not going to hide that from God. You're not going to hide your intention. So if your intention is not to serve the kingdom and it's not to um, show your love for Jesus by loving others and doing the things that he places on your heart to do, like if your intention is not solely to serve God and further the kingdom, he's going to know that. And there's consequence for that because there lies pride and there lies sin. <clears throat> so we have to learn how to put our sinful and like human nature aside to look at the bigger picture because God wants to use us for big things and sometimes he wants to use us for things that we don't want to do like I said there's people we don't mind seeing getting tripped like but we're still called to go so if God places a person on your heart to go speak to and you're like man I really don't want to like get over yourself and go it's just going to be better that way it really is like you're being kind you're being Jesus you're being loving it's going to be better that better that way. No one benefits from putting themselves first and not reaching out. Like no one's experiencing love when we do that. God has bigger plans and he wants us to be uncomfortable sometimes and rely on him and lean on him so that we can do big things for the kingdom. Because he wants big things for us and all of us are capable because of him. So if we can put our pride down for a second, it allows so much space for God to work. And it's a really, really cool thing to experience. But my biggest point tonight really is that pride does not allow God to work. Like pride and God just don't go together. Because really, 
my like our ultimate prayer is that we become small so that he can become big. It's like my, one of my most simple prayers I pray often because it just makes sense in my head. Like if I'm thinking I'm big and I'm the one in charge and like I'm in control, like I'm gonna mess up so hard. <laughs> like I'm gonna mess up a lot. But if I can remove myself out of the equation and let God work, it's crazy what he can do yeah. and what he will do. And I've seen it done. And I think that most of you have as well. So pride doesn't allow for allow space for God to work. <clears throat> it also just keeps people from experiencing who Jesus is. And let's just remind ourselves who Jesus is, right? Like this perfect love and this compassion that some of us always, like some of us lack with certain people, like God makes up for it. So put yourself aside and let God's compassion come through when you don't have enough. <clears throat> and grace is for everyone. Grace is not just for people that already know God. That wouldn't make any sense. And it wouldn't be fair. And that's not right. That's not the kind of God we serve. So get out of the way. Let God do his thing. It's going to be better. It's not chill to fling the ear above that. And it won't benefit anybody, I promise. So I think that we could ask ourselves a couple tough questions. I think that we could ask ourselves, um, like, are we too caught up with what we think is right, um, with our plans, with um, where we think we need to be or look like? Are we caught up with our appearance, our status, our whatever? Are we caught up with ourselves and not listening to and obeying God? I think that that comes with patience. We have to be patient to hear him. And are we just rushing and trying to do it our way so that we get through life quicker? Maybe. Or are we making it harder on ourselves by doing what we think is better? Do we know what God's asking of us and thinking that we have a better way to, of getting there or of doing it? Like, ask yourself these questions and see where you're at. And I think that we just have to start asking God to knock our pride down so that... Um, we only find pride in who Jesus is, really, because Jesus is perfect, we're not. And I think that's reason enough to want to have pride in him and in who he, who he is and not us because we're constantly going to disappoint people and ourselves. We're constantly going to let people down. Sin has entered the world. We're in a sinful environment. We can't escape that. But God has provided another way, so lean into that and follow that and share that. Like That gives hope. And that like shows love and compassion, and we could all use more of that, I think, because yeah. that's more of Jesus, and everybody needs more of Him. Um, and I just think that I don't know, pride is a really hard, hard thing to talk about, because it's also sometimes looked at in a positive light. I think it's good to have pride and and things that you're proud of, like your job and like the people around you. But we have, we just have to be careful. Um, where it's stemming from, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So be proud in Jesus. Be proud in the life that he is giving you um, and the lives around you. Be proud of the work that he's doing and has done and will do. And it's just going gonna, gonna to turn into a more rich and full life of purpose because mm -hmm. you're allowing, like we've talked about before, like our common calling, our common purpose, like you're allowing space for that to happen. Like it's going to be better that way. It just is. So um, I'm going to pray this out, and then we will, we will go into small group. Yeah. <clears throat> God, you're so good, and we're so grateful for your grace. It's very undeserved, but it's 
appreciated, Lord, and sometimes not, but right now we just want to thank you for extending it to us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to accept it and experience it and then share it, God. I pray that um, tonight we have just another flame set in our heart, just pushing us to share this, Lord. It's important that people know you. It's important that people know their worth in you. It's important that people experience this compassion and grace because we are human and we are sinful and we mess up. And it's why we need you, God. Thank you for wanting to be around us. Thank you for wanting to have a life with us and providing a way for us. I just ask that you help us break down this issue of pride mm -hmm. constantly, daily, so that we can see more of you and see more of the work that you're doing. Because I know that will bring a richer and more full life to us and everyone around us, God. So I just pray for space to, um, to allow that to happen. God, tonight in small groups, I ask that there is good conversation. I pray that people have um, things placed on their hearts to share so that we can come at this as a community and we're not walking and trying to do this alone because it's hard. And um, I know that you created us to need people just like we need you, God. So I pray for big things to happen in this group. Thank you for meeting us here. Thank you for mm -hmm. placing these things on our hearts. Yeah. Thank you for showing us the way. Thank you for your word, God, constantly guiding us and giving us the answers that we need. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being so available to us. Yeah. We love you so much and pray that this night is nothing but glorifying to you. So you're going to pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> 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 I'm sweating. Okay. Um, I don't like this part. This is always so